Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Better never rest. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is the Georgia Show. I'm Jake Rose, Palmer Toms. We are from Dogs HQ. I am without a ring light because I had a uh, fluffy little mongrel uh, chew through my wire this morning, My our new pup. Uh, so uh, it's a little fuzzy on my end, a little weird looking um, seeing the- You're weird looking anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, probably, probably better for everybody, honestly, if you can see me a little worse, if you can't actually see me. Uh, but yeah, we're live on YouTube, and if you're listening to this in podcast form- we appreciate you there too. Uh, all right, so Georgia, um, listen, it's not final yet. Hell, it, it's probably Palmer not final on running backs coach or receiver because neither one of them have technically been announced. But um, you know, we've already discussed James Coley, and uh, now we're discussing uh, you know Josh Crawford. Uh, Georgia um, has uh, it, it very much looks like, barring something completely unexpected here at the last minute, that Georgia is going to hire Josh Crawford as its new running backs coach. And, uh, you know, he comes from, you know, his college coaching experience thus far, I guess three years, three or four years has been at receivers coach. Uh, but, man, this guy has has uh, coached it, um, you know, at a lot of different levels. Glenn Hartley, you need to stop, man. I ain't 5'8". I'm 5'9". Um, <laughs> and then, like, in 5'9 and three quarters, by the way, so, so get off me. Um, but, uh, you know, Georgia's made some hires here. And, uh, you know, I really like this. I really like Georgia finding a way to get Josh Crawford on staff. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's certainly an interesting one. Um, you know, we were just talking before the show, the the fact that he is a wide receivers coach by trade and, and you know, has spent the majority of time his time coaching that position, but he's going to be coaching running backs. We were talking about different people that have, you know, been on Georgia's staff that maybe weren't coaching their primary position um, or, or, you know, were making a change in the positions that they coach. And, you know, I think all the people that we kind of discussed um, – you know, were people that you brought in because they were great recruiters and and, and or had a lot of potential. Um, and, and I think that, you know, in the case of Crawford here, you've you've kind of got both. You've got an up and coming, um, you know, big name in this sport, um, you know, that that is, you know, you, you can see him here at Western Kentucky, made the jump to the power five at Georgia Tech this past season. And um, you know, obviously it, when you're, you're t- kind of taking another leap, when you go from a Georgia tech to a Georgia, um, you know, one of the powerhouse programs in the sport. So I, I think that, you know, with a guy that's got Georgia ties, Atlanta ties, um, you know, played college football in the state, um, uh, has clearly coached in the state and coached high school football in the state. Um, you know, I think it's a great addition. You're muted. Well, I- I may be muted, but you had coach spelled wrong in your thing. You had caco. Uh, <laughs> you had uh, yeah. So I was like I said, I was trying to figure out what a caco is. 
but yeah, so yeah, listen, I I don't really even consider this not hiring a guy that doesn't coach his primary position because he played running back in college. You know, yeah. he was a high school coach. He worked with quarterbacks. He worked with running backs. I love – listen, he's a South Georgia guy. He, he coached all, all across South Georgia, you know, Colquitt County, um, Valdosta. Um, you know, I've reached out to some coaches down there to kind of get some uh, a little bit more intel on, on him as a person. Has two master's degrees, one from Valdosta State, one from University of Georgia. Um, didn't get either one as a graduate assistant. That's to me. That's I tell you what, man. As as somebody who taught and coached football at one point in life, and and was nowhere near as good at it as somebody like <clears throat> Josh Crawford, uh, I can tell you this: getting a degree, a, a graduate degree, while doing both of those, is I mean, you got to be made of something special. I mean, you really do. Uh, and, you know, while he was working at George, uh, Greater Atlanta Christian, I believe it was, he got his uh, graduate degree from Georgia. And then while he was working at Colquitt County, got his graduate degree from Valdosta State. I mean, I tend to think the, the, the one at Valdosta State may have been some online classes. I don't too much remember a whole lot of online presence um, as far as not like you're seeing these days back in 2012 when he got his uh, master's degree from UGA. Uh, so that that's just really impressive to me. That that's something that that I think um, you know speaks to kind of his work ethic and you know listen we we talked we talked about this when he was being considered for the wide receiving coach job. Um, you know you look at a guy like Travis Hunter who is a big time target for Georgia at the wide receiver position. Um, Travis Hunter has Georgia you know Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech in in like his finalist in in schools he wants to visit officially. Well, now Josh Crawford, the guy who was handling that recruitment, is at Georgia. May not be coaching Travis Hunter per se at a receivers coach job, but you know the James Coley, also a big time recruiter, going to make him a priority. I, I I just like this from multiple angles, and you know from all intents, from all indications, this is a guy who is an impressive individual. And uh, you know you look at this Georgia offensive staff. Uh, there's some familiarity. Um, you know, we, we talked about it last night with Rusty. Um, you know, Georgia had a front row seat to James Coley, the football coach, for, for four years. And they wanted him back. That says something. And uh, they've, they've got good references on this cat too, man. I mean, from, from high school ranks to Buster Faulkner connection at Georgia Tech, um, you know, I, I feel like this is a really, really strong hire. Yeah, I, I think that this is an interesting question that we got here in the comments asking about if Georgia – in terms of recruiting um, and, and coaching, you know, with these two new additions, you know, where they're at relative to where they were, you know, prior to the departures of, of uh, Brian McClendon and, and Del McGee. What do you, what do you think here, Jake? I don't know. I mean, that that's so tough to say. I mean, and I, it's I, probably, it could be too early to tell, yeah, especially it, with Crawford when we don't know what he can do with that Georgia G on his chest. Yeah, there there are sometimes like there there are instances where you feel like you can definitely hit that. It's tough to hit it with like a it's almost like a like a gambling parlay, right? There's a reason that those uh those you know two, three, four, five game parlays have come with greater odds is because you know it's it's easier to see on a one to one basis. It's easier to kind of focus on one thing at one time. You know, if I'm looking at these individually, um, Listen, Brian McClendon's accomplished. I think that's a wash. I mean, when you when you talk about kind of what those guys bring to the table and, and what Brian McClendon has done as a coach and his, his experience and, and his chops as a recruiter, 
mean, Brian McClendon might be slightly better than James Coley as a developer of wide receivers. He played the position. He's coached it more. Maybe, again, this is just kind of, you know, spitballing here, stream of consciousness. But, you know, you might think you might have James Coley in there and you think of, you know, James Cook, Jermaine Burton, George Pickens, Tyson Campbell go along. Maybe maybe James Coley, because of the area, he can recruit effectively and, and all that stuff. Maybe he's a little bit better of a recruiter. We look at Del McGee, long stretches of running backs coach, has done a great job developing. Now, we can debate the merits of a running backs coach all we want, right? I mean, it's Georgia hired Brian McClendon out of a GA spot um, back in 2006, I believe it was, to replace Kirby Smart as Georgia's running backs coach. Brian, McC- Brian McClendon had never played nor coached running backs at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, oftentimes, if you look at all of the on field spots, that runnings, but running backs coach is the ace recruiter. Let's get this guy on staff because we know he can recruit. And um, I don't think I don't think that that's all Josh Crawford is by any means. I mean, I, Josh Crawford coached in a really good offense at at Western Kentucky and was a co offensive coordinator. And he's coached wide receivers, which by all you know by all accounts is a is kind of a more technical position. I've always considered it a technician's position. So there are just a million different ways to look at it. Could George be getting better? Always. I think that's always a possibility when you hire new coaches and maybe get some fresh blood in there. Um, but I'm really interested to see, you know, kind of like uh, obviously his area is going to be the state of Georgia and, and he's going to be recruiting his position. But I love the fact that that you can get a guy that can recruit the Peach State and can do some of the same things that Del McGee did when it comes to going after um, guys like Michael Williams, who Dell McGee helped out with, Dominic Blaylock, guys who don't really play as positions but can help you make connections there, especially with some of these South Georgia cats that Georgia's going after. Um, you know, when you when you start looking at, uh, you know, the, the kid from down at Schley, uh, his name is, is uh, Zayden Walker, um, mm-hmm. you know, the guys down in South Georgia where he has strong ties. Well, and I think, you know, the Peach State recruiting part of it was so important, especially, you know, losing BMAC as well. Um, an, another, you know, connected individual in, in this state, um, you know, and you you could make the case. And I know Mike Bobo has would be a, up there as well, but you could make the case that Brian McClendon and Del McGee were Georgia's two best in-state recruiters, um, you know, and, and just – especially the connections that both of them have in Atlanta, um, you know, in that area, um, you know, of the state. So I, I think that that is where Josh Crawford is, is such a big addition, um, you know, because you bring in somebody, you know, and, and Rusty made it clear that it was going to be important in, in both these staff hires um, to have Georgia ties. Um, you know, and obviously James Coley has Georgia ties from, from his time that he has spent here previously. And, um, you know, jo- uh, Josh Crawford has him as well. Absolutely. And I, I, there's, there's, when you, when you, when you look at this up beside the James Coley hire, to me, um, that's what kind of makes this more interesting because you brought up a really good point. Del McGee, Brian McClendon kind of being there and, and that recruiter. We talk about how the Peach State's loaded. You add, you're able to add Josh Crawford to Mike Bobo, to Todd Hartley, um, you know, to some other guys who have, you know, to Glenn Schumann. I mean, Georgia now, it's kind of funny. You you always want a strong Metro Atlanta recruiter on staff. Um, 
I think Josh Crawford kind of brings that to you. But he's also connected all over the state. Slowly but surely and quietly, uh, Glenn Schumann has made some serious inroads in, in South Georgia. South Georgia's loaded these next couple classes. You consider Savannah kind of through the middle of the state, um, you know, looking at, you know, Schley and, and those other schools. You know, Mike Bobo's always been great down there as well. Josh Crawford's down there. And then you get that two-man tandem of, of James Coley and, and Traveris Robinson in the state of Florida. Uh, Todd, Todd Hartley recruits the, the northern part of the state really well, really anchors down on that Jackson. I know we know Georgia, Matt Goblin has told us this, Georgia is not a heavy area recruiting team uh, program that they really do kind of dig into positions, but sometimes you just can't get past it. Like sometimes you just can't really get away from that. You've, you've had guys that you've recruited in area for a long time and you're able to help make inroads there. And, and, and I understand there are a lot of people out there right now who are saying, well, NIL, right? NIL has changed things. It has, it has changed things, but listen, there's a certain place that you've got to get that you've got to kind of, you know, you got to get to a certain road in the neighborhood before you can start, you know, throwing out NIL, right? And you got to have the coaches that get you there. Um, you know, I know money means a lot, but relationships kind of, uh, I can tell you this right now, you don't, you can't, as a, you don't have a single team in the country that can go in and just say, hey, we're going to outbid everybody. We're not going to talk to you. We're not going to create a relationship with you. We're not going to appeal to you. We're not going to sell our vision to you. We're just going to offer this, you this amount of money and you can take it or leave it. If that was the case, then everybody would just be focusing on raising money for their collectives and not worried about recruiting. Yeah. So the relationships still matter. The effort still matters. The connections still matter. And that's where that's where having these guys that 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 have proven themselves and have, you know, have the recruiting chops really, you know, comes into play. No doubt. No doubt. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Palmer, let's uh, y'all get in some questions here real quick. We hadn't asked for those yet, but we'd love to have some questions because we definitely want to push on kind of a little bit further here. Um, I, I will say this though: when I look at this hire, did, did the did the timing of it surprise you at all? I mean, I mean that came really ten, quick. Ten o'clock on a Sunday night. Well, not necessarily the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. But like, if Georgia would announce it at 10 o'clock on a Sunday night, it'd be different. Georgia didn't announce it then. It's, they would probably have loved for it to bled into today or till a more advantageous time to celebrate it. Uh, I say that, but they announce stuff on Fridays all the time, and I think it's the most ridiculous. Hell, we got, we got a Saturday uh, coaching and change announcement this year. Yeah, that's true. With, with, uh, with Muschamp moving out and T-Rob coming in. Yeah, for sure. They – they don't always get it on that, but I, I can't really place that on them. That's just when it broke. Um, you know, we kind of got wind of it, and Matt Zenitz over at 24-7 then reported it. I'm just saying, I mean, so it took them a week to hire a receivers coach, and then bam, next day, running backs coach. You know, I think that it's, it's obviously helps that Crawford was a part of that wide receivers coaching search, um, you know, and – 
they they knew what they could get in him. Um, you know, and, and again, I think that as we talk about running backs, you know, coaching and that being a recruiting heavy position, they knew what they were getting in Josh Crawford as a as a recruiter uh, through the you know interview process of him as a wide receivers coach. And um, you know, I think that they they clearly knew the experience that he had had working with multiple positions. Obviously, again, he played the position of running back and. Um, you know, I, I wonder if if that was something that was discussed, um, you know, in <clears throat> discussed discussed during the uh, you know interview with him. Uh, obviously, they didn't have a wide receivers or excuse me, a running back spot open at the time. Um, but you know that that Georgia State job was open, and you know, it, it, I think it would have made sense if they maybe crossed that bridge and just said, you know, hey if this were to come open, you know, what would your interest be in, you know, being a running backs coach and making a change? I don't know. I mean, obviously there's no doubt that with how quickly of a turn that they made from Del McGee uh, to uh, Josh Crawford, there is no doubt that that previous interview played a big part in this. Muted again. 100%. That's one of the things that, um, that's one of the, I also knew I was muted. I was just trying to (laughs) multitask without making a bunch of noise. Um, That's one of the things that, that stood out to me as well is I don't know that they definitely don't hire Josh Crawford this fast. If they weren't impressed with him during the interview process for the, for the wide receivers job that, that there's a, there's kind of a, 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 paper trail or, or breadcrumbs there to kind of help get you from one place to the other on that one. Um, Jason Cancel has a good question here. He says, you mentioned the GA wide receiver that Crawford was in on at Tech or Georgia wide receiver he was in on at Tech. Are there any other recruits uh, that hiring Coley or Crawford immediately helps us with? That one's kind of tough, man, because they've got to set the board. You know, that's something that they've got to work on when you have kind of Kirby does a pretty good job of letting his coaches kind of uh, letting his co- trust in his coaches to set the recruiting board, and uh, we'll see if you know if, if that helps with Georgia. I will say that you know you got C.J. Wiley up there at uh, up there at Milton, um, who's connected to Terrence Edwards, and and you know I'm pretty sure Crawford's in with him as well. Um, you know I don't know that that there's anybody specifically offhand that this really helps Georgia with, but I tell you what, man, Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, and Jermaine Burton. And George Pickens and uh, and uh, who else? There was another one, and I'm not thinking about right now. I'm losing. There's another receiver. Talking, are we talking Coley receiver recruits? Yeah, yeah. I mean, wouldn't um, he have recruited Miko? Wouldn't he have recruited? Yeah, Miko uh, was kind of you know as that was a quick turnaround. That was wouldn't a, he have recruited Jeremiah Holloman? I don't know that he actually recruited Miko either because Georgia wanted him as a DB's yeah as a defensive mm-hmm. back initially. So. Um, Jeremiah Holloman's one for sure. Um, uh, well, but I'm just talking about guys that he kind of reached out of state for and, and his relationship made the most, but we'll go with those three, George Pickens, Jermaine Burton, uh, and, uh, and Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, all three of those guys from three different places. Um, and James Coley was the driving force in helping Georgia get all three of them. I don't think there's any doubt that he can be a, uh, a, a good, uh, you know, a, a good tool there for Georgia. Uncle Glenn Hartley, I got you right here. I don't know why they would. Um, you usually don't lose coaches coming out of spring. Uh, they're going to lose some players. Um, there's no doubt in my mind. They're going to lose some transfers. They got to. But, uh, no, definitely not going to lose any coaches coming out of spring. That would be – I mean, not once want to say definitely, but not planning to. 
Um, not not something you normally see. Uh, Magoo, any early indicators of who may transfer out since what spring window opens, possibly due to coaching changes? Um, I, I guess you look at running backs, even though you know we had you a wide receiver. You look at wide receiver, no doubt, and I think you were looking at wide receiver regardless of whether um, you know B Mac is still in Athens or not. I think that that's a position when you yeah, bring you in when you bring in three guys. Um, you know, and, and I mean, think about the the late addition that that Michael Jackson was. Um, I mean, that's that's one that would make sense to me. Yeah, it could. Uh, you know, especially with there being the ability to transfer more than once. Um, you know, uh, Michael Jackson. Um, it wouldn't shock. I mean, again, I don't know. That that one's tough. I, I'll just go with the guys who weren't playing: Tyler Williams, Cole Spear, um, Arian Smith. Those make sense. Maybe areas. Maybe a fresh start. I mean, and, and again, these this is all just speculation. Yeah. Um, Arian Smith seems to be, you know, dipped and dyed in the red and black in a lot of ways to me. I mean, I could change at any moment. He could that could be fine. And, and, and good I, for him. Good, good for, for him. him. Totally. Uh he is, I mean, you know, talk about we we talked about on the show a little while back, talk about all the injury struggles, talk about the struggles this past year. Obviously, saved George's bacon in that in that um, you know Peach Bowl with Ohio State, but never complained. Played special teams, just played his tail off even when he wasn't playing well. I mean, tremendous, tremendous. Uh, the, the kind uh, of kid that you root for to make an impact, to, sure. to get it going, and and you know have the kind of impact that everybody has imagined that he can, and has shown that he, you know, shown that he can in flashes, um, but you know. That you wouldn't, you would love to see that consistently out of him because of everything that he's been through. In, in a lot of the same ways that you know you felt with Kendall Milton, just injuries and you yeah. know struggles there. Um, but he was able to put together a healthy season this past year. Just had the case of the drops early in the year yeah. and and kind of got you know kind of got played over a little bit there when Lad was healthy. Came in there late in the season though and made a couple of plays and and you know you you hope to see more of that out of him. Um, but uh, you know, I, I believe Georgia's going to definitely want him to stick around. I mean, they're they're definitely going to want to, they're going definitely going to put a lot of effort into getting. You don't him you don't around. run that speed off. Yeah, uh, who stops Georgia this year? I kind of hate being overconfident. Tomahawk Dog says, but if we stay healthy, obviously got to stay healthy. I, listen, if if I've got a concern for Georgia, it's all right when Georgia when Georgia runs up against teams, <clears throat> and I look at Texas, right. Um, Runs up against teams, really good quarterback play, really good receiver play. Uh, Georgia's got some youth and inexperience in that secondary, and and you know th- they get to play Texas in October, so there's that's both a blessing and a curse. Texas loses their top two wideouts in in uh, um, Ad Mitchell and uh, and and the other cat I can't remember worthy. the name. Xavier right Worthy, yeah, Xavier Worthy. So they lose you know Xavier Worthy and and Ad Mitchell. So they've got time to gel at that position. Georgia's got time to gel in the defensive backfield a little bit before that. But you think you think about what they bring in. I mean, as well. What do you mean? I mean, you know, bringing in Isaiah, a player like Isaiah Bond. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like they they they've got good players. They got to gel. They got to get it going. They bring in Isaiah Bond, who, I mean, made two big plays for Alabama at the end of the year. Not necessarily has shown himself to be a difference maker yet, but very much could be. Uh, you know, but yeah, they do bring in Isaiah Bond. Um, they bring in uh, Nye Black, Amari Nye Black from Alabama as yep. well. Um, no, yeah, I, I want to say. Go ahead. I, I, I want to say they brought in another receiver as well. Uh, I, th- I think they might have gotten one. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I, I, I think they got one from Houston. Um, okay. 
Um, but yeah, they, they bring in some guys, but again, they, gotta, they were in on Juice Wells, but he ended up at Ole Miss. At Ole Miss, yeah. So yeah, you got to bring in some guys, but Texas is a team I look at. The Ole Miss is a team I look at. You got to play both of those teams on the road. If those teams can kind of sit back there in the pocket and throw it on you, then then you've got something to worry about there because I do think that's kind of the weakness of Georgia's defense. I listen, I'm bullish on how I think Georgia's going to be in the trenches this year because I think. Uh, I believe Nazir Stackhouse and Warren Brinson can come back with a little chip on their shoulder and something to prove. I think uh, Kristen Miller and and, uh, and and Jordan Hall are going to be better football players. I think Jod Jarrett's going to be able to give Georgia some snaps. Um, I don't necessarily think he's going to step in and be Jordan Davis, but I think he's going to give Georgia some snaps. Um, you know, so th- those are all things that that I definitely look at. They, uh, they did. I'm looking at Texas's thing. They did get a Houston kid, Matthew Golden, and they also got one from Oregon State, Silas Bolden. Okay, don't, don't mix up Golden and Bolden. Yeah, Uncle Glenn Hartley, best tight end for the twenty. 20- I, I I think it's been Urosic. Um, I, he's been the guy that I've kind of had my eye on since Georgia started recruiting him. Um, I didn't know anything about him until Georgia started recruiting him, and then when I started watching him and and looking at the numbers, I was like, who? How did I not know about this kid? Um, I think that he gives Georgia the best chance. But listen, I, I like Oscar Delp a lot too, and I think Oscar Delp really stepped his game up this past year when Brock Bowers went out. Lawson Lucky, one that I would watch there. I mean, yeah, I mean, just, it, it, again, it, it, you got to think about the, the the buzz that he had coming out of last spring. Um, you know, going into the fall, I, I think that that injury early on really derailed. Um, you know, what could have been and and not not necessarily a, a special freshman season, a Brock Bowers type freshman season because Brock was there. But you got to think about had he not been banged up and coming off an injury, maybe he's a lot more of a contributor when Brock goes out uh, than he was. Gotcha. Um, all right. So uh, Jason Cancel has another question. Um this one's a little tougher for me. Am I correct in saying that Arian Smith, Cole Spear, Anthony Evans are all kind of the same player speedster? They all have that quality. Um, I don't think Cole Spear is nearly as fast as those other two guys are because you're talking about two sub-10, three, 100-meter guys. Cole London Spear, Humphreys in there. Instead Cole, of Cole Spear can – not even London Humphreys is in there. I mean, it's, I mean, those two – you're talking about two guys that if they really, really wanted to, like if they wanted to train extremely hard, um, they might be able to bust 10 – you know, 10 seconds in the 100 meters. I mean, they, they are that talented. I mean, Arian Smith is a – what is he, a SEC champion or a national champion? Is he an SEC uh, champion? I believe he's an SEC champion. Yeah. I, I might, might be on a relay team. But – and Anthony Evans, I mean, I, there was some buzz. I don't know if he ended up deciding to do it or not, but there was some rumors about him potentially running track. And who knows? I mean, Arian did it where he – played spring football and then joined the track team later on and and just ran in the SEC meets, um, you know, that kind of speed, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily need to be out at track practice every day. Yeah. Jason Cancel said he maybe was thinking about CJ Smith. He may have been, yeah, CJ Smith can fly too. He's yeah. no longer on the roster, but I, you know, I do think there's a big difference in Arian Smith and Anthony Evans because Arian Smith is kind of more of like a six foot six, one lanky, uh, he's a little bit he, longer. He's got some twitch to him. Now, I don't want to say that there's nothing there. He's got some twitch and make you miss, but he is uh, to me. He's more of kind of like an like an X or a or a Z, you know, outside receiver go get it guy. Whereas Anthony Evans, being a little bit shorter, a little bit more twitch, kind of has a little bit more uh, less size, maybe less versatility. 
but more make you miss in his game is more of a slot guy. And so, so I do think that there are some 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 unique differences there between those two. So I'll, I'll throw you a question here along those lines as we kind of talk about the receiver position. Just give me a two deep for each of those three spots, the the flanker, the the slot. Well, okay, so you got X is split in, flanker is uh, – Z is flanker, and then your slot receiver – um, which I'm sure has a letter to it. I'm just not 100% sure which one Georgia uses. Could be Y, could be uh, H. I don't really know. Um, I mean, I think the slot guy is Dominic Lovett, and I think you're probably talking about either Michael Jackson or Anthony, Anthony Evans behind him. Um, you know, maybe a combination of both, because I think Michael Jackson can kind of be your two, your you know, your two be at every position um yeah. up there with all the with all the stuff that he's played. Um I like Ra Ra Thomas at X with Colby Young behind him and at Z I like Dylan Bell with London Humphreys behind him. So that's that's kind of the way I look at it, which is why I said what I said about Tyler Williams and Cole Spear. You know, Tyler Williams going into year two, Cole Spear going into year three, not probably not gonna be in the top three options top two and a half options at their position. I could see both of those guys maybe moving on to try and try and find and, a place to play. And and that's where you throw Arian in there, but kind of in that same vein as, as Michael Jackson, Arian could potentially be a two B type player at yeah, all these yeah. positions. Yeah. And, and I think Arian's going to have a role and, and Arian's going to, I mean, like Cole Spear, that's the, this is where Cole Spear and, 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 uh, and Tyler Williams differ is Cole Spear's a really good special teams player. Yeah. So is Arian Smith. Look, look at, look um, at the orange bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So f- fantastic special teams players there with big time roles. So that's something that can uh, help there. Palmer, I don't think we've got any more questions, any parting thoughts for folks. No, I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, this is with going back to Josh Crawford, certainly an interesting move. Um, you know, the, like we said, with the speed that they worked with to replace Dell, we knew it was going to be a quicker process because just because we've got spring practice starting here in what, two weeks, um, two weeks from Tuesday, um, right. you know, and, and so you knew they were going to have to move quickly. Um, obviously, March is is when recruiting kicks back up, and you want to have those guys in place. Um, you you want to you know work diligently, but you want to work quickly as well. And so, I, I think that that interview with Josh Crawford clearly he made an impact and an impression on them. Uh, you know, during that interview for the wide receivers coaching spot, and um, you know showed them something that they said, "Hey, we're we're going to take a little bit of a chance here." Um, because we see you as as you know a, a difference maker on a coaching staff um, that we're willing to move you from where you a position that you've been coaching to one that you have coached and have played. Um, you know it, it's it's a natural fit. Um, you know and and like we said earlier, he brings in he checks a lot of those boxes in terms of an in state recruiter. And so I, you know I think it's a um, you know, I, I think it's a hire that, that an up and coming coach um, that that makes a lot of sense. No doubt about it. All right, listen, uh, we wanted to go ahead and come to you guys as fast as we possibly could to talk about this running backs coach job. Um, now that, in, unless there's a change and things happen crazy and there and and there ends up not being one, and we want to come back tomorrow to discuss the fact that there, you know, there's craziness going on. <laughs> We will not be back with a Tuesday show. This is kind of taking the place of a Tuesday show. Palmer and Jake will be back to you. Palmer and Jake Roos, not me. We'll be back with you on Thursday to preview the NFL Combine. 
and uh, I'll be there. So, um, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll have some uh, we'll have some good stuff from that. Uh, but for this episode of the Georgia Show, special Monday morning episode that's taking the place of a Tuesday episode. I'm Jake Rowe. He's Palmer Toms. You have a great week. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.